I am Taylor Barr, radio DJ. I write five monologues a day, five days a week. Here, I am chronicling all of my monologues. I hope you enjoy. And mold grows on an apartment ceiling, spreading from the dark corner in the restroom to the dark corners in the bedroom to the dark corners in the living room. The tendrils of mold spread far and thin so as best to determine the prime location of mass. And it worked. The mold found a damp, dark, and warm spot right above the washing machine and water boiler. The mold thoroughly enjoyed the spot. It was perfect for a creature like itself. The mold decided it wanted to be there. It needed to figure something out, anything out, to stay in this place. After a week or two of peace, the ball of fungus was introduced to another creature. A human moved into the building as if there wasn't someone already here. The mold was not a fan. One night, the human had stupidly left its laptop on the kitchen table right next to the room where the mold survived. It made its way over to the computer and began to type. The mold emailed the landlord, telling of a situation where the person who had moved in was actually disrupting a very delicate environment in which the mold could live, and that by having a human there, they were at severe risk of perishing. The next day, there was a knock at the door. It was the landlord, and they were not happy. That was real cute, the way you chose to tell me you had mold, they spoke curtly. I'll handle it, jeez. You leave a tiny bit of mold and all the lessers go crazy. The Wild High School Orchestra is a delicate ecosystem, loosely designed around a central figurehead which directs or conducts the group to do truly fantastical, though not impressive, things. The bases have a deep understanding and adversity to the group that they watch from afar, soaking in all the group does, and they maintain a steady rhythm so that the movements don't fall apart. The cellos move slowly, stealthily, through the forests of music stands, ominously playing stalking soundtracks as they watch their prey from a distance. They lower themselves, continuously maintaining a strong vibrato. The violas drink from their watering holes without concern for their safety. They have naively chosen this path in a hope to be appreciated and powerful, but not recognizable. The truest form of class consciousness. All the violas work together to help each other and improve the sound of the entire orchestra until the cellos strike. They pounce and the violas flee. Most survive the attacks and the cellos feed once again and the violins begin to awake. Deeply emotional and uppity, the violins are violent and often fight for dominance. The grand idea of a first chair occupies their minds and controls their waking hours. The commotion from earlier has sprung their bloodthirsty appetites. They set themselves ready to pounce just as the conductor brings up their baton. The room falls silent. All ferocity melts away and the first cello holds a low G-flat. Click. Hello. You've reached the voice mailbox of Taylor Barr. Good morning, DJ. I cannot reach the phone right now for a myriad of reasons. Most likely, I am trapped in my tub or busy with some occult power struggle. 
Fear not. I will return your phone call shortly after I free myself or finally overpower the other practitioners of magic. If you are calling me outside the hours between 9 in the morning and 5 at night, you have taken a misstep. Reevaluate your relationship to me and consider why you thought it was okay to do that. Finally, recognize that you should not have called me with a business matter outside of business hours, and after that, feel bad about it. If you are calling for a midnight duel, I am most likely asleep and will return your invitation in the morning. I typically do not turn down a good duel. If you are calling because of a bill has been missed or is late, don't call again. All of my bills are set to draft straight from my bank account, and you're lying to me. I know you are. If you're calling about a theoretical opportunity or a theatrical opportunity, I am excited that you stuck around so long. It really means a lot to me when a producer takes the time out of their day to personally interact with the talent. And for you to stay to the end of my voicemail is a feat. My voice phone service never gave me a time limit, so I just kept talking. Anyway, leave a message. A security guard leans against the brick wall outside of a coffee shop. As patrons enter and exit the store, he looks them up and down to determine if they pose an immediate threat to the scene. For the most part, no one does. The common human is fairly docile unless provoked. The security guard knows this. The security guard also knows that the uncommon person is the one that must be looked out for. They are vigilant, never distracted while on duty. How could you be? There's so much to do. Like watch people. A short, childlike person walks up to the security guard, who bucks up a bit, defensive. The person tugged on the security guard's shirt. It was so childlike, in fact, that the security guard started to suspect that the person might have actually been a child. Then they spoke, and the security guard was certain it was a child. The child spoke in a lost tone. I, I can't find my aunt mom. Can you help me? The security guard, of course, wanted to help, but this kid wasn't paying, and that went against policy. They poked their head into the coffee shop to ask if they could go return this kid to a parent, any parent, really. And the barista said, sure, but if they come back to a ransacked store, that's on them. The security guard took the child by the hand and walked down the street, pointing to, to adults with similar hair and facial structures to the child and asking, Is that it? Is that one? That one has to be your dad. The child looked up, pleading with the guard, Can you take me home? The security guard replied, No. We must be attentive that we do not fall suspect to evil internet things, such as viruses, worms, bugs, memes, and malware. To those that don't know, these are all forms of computer hacking software, meaning that whoever sent these things out can access your data and make money off of it. That's your data, though. You should be making money off of it. There are even bigger viruses that hide as better things. Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, all take your information and sell it. But hey, that's your information. You should be making money off of it, not some big-wig tech company. At the very least, they should pay you a little bit, right? Watch out for these so-called services. Read through all the terms and conditions just to make sure you actually agree with it. Read all of it. All 30 pages of legal text. Go on. Shouldn't take more than a weekend, right? Maybe a short holiday. Maybe you find something in it that shouldn't be there. 
Does YouTube own all the rights to your videos? Does Twitter have the right to make your tweets and put them on shirts and make money? Do the memes on your computer tell of deeply intricate social political issues and dismantle the way you perceive your nation? That's probably a virus. Definitely a virus. The governmental elite recommends you remove your access to it and all other pathways to information you may have. I have been Taylor Barr, your DJ of sorts. I hope you enjoyed my monologues. I certainly enjoyed writing them. Thank you for listening, and tune in next time for more monologues, and more monologues, and more monologues.